0: Welcome into the Basketball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, We're talking to Tim today, and we are giving some reaction to the Lakers Wizards trade. The Lakers send over Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks for Rui Hachimura. And uh, Tim, how are you feeling about this trade, uh, you know, from the Wizards perspective, from the Lakers perspective? Uh, kind of what do you see in here?
1: Well, you can go talk to a witch or a wizard about the other side, but from a Lakers <laughs> perspective, I like it. It is a relatively low cost, moderate upside move for a player that fits clear needs and has demonstrated a capability to perform in certain areas that the the team is weak. He is not a fantastic player. He's available for the price that he was for a reason. However, I do see there being some built in synergies between what he's good at and what the team needs in a way that better sets him up to perform. And when we think about the the person side of this, this is a former first round ninth pick in the draft that was underperforming for a bit. And the team was trying to kind of make him fit into what he was supposed to be. And there's all those expectations thrown upon you. He's now no longer held to that standard. He needs to be worth Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks, which is a much more, I guess, relaxed, situation to be in uh, even though perhaps he will be under brighter lights so I see it being a good fit for him for the Lakers as a team this helps them from a roster construction like positional balance standpoint and even on the Wizards side side I get it they didn't see him as a long-term fit they so the Lakers had too many guards the Wizards had too many forwards so this opens up time for them to play other guys that they have more interest in retaining long-term and Rather than letting an asset walk or leave or, you know, him not be happy, them not be happy and, and, you know, not have a great relationship monetarily, they're able to get off of him and add a guy who is on his own recovery path in a way. Kendrick Nunn, after a real, real bad bone bruise in his knee that kept him out of all of last season, he started out this year very, very rough, but recently has been playing much better. And in his first game as a Wiz- Wizard, he played pretty well. So hopefully – He's able to perform well. They find it a good fit on their end. But from a Laker perspective, I don't have a whole lot to gripe about.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting because just looking at it. So Hachimura is going to be – this is his fourth year. This is the end of his rookie deal. He's going to be a free agent. So it, it seemed like an interesting sort of – like you said, swapping out guards for forwards because I feel like the Lakers are famously small this year. Like That's that's known throughout the league, and it got memed a lot on the internet. Uh, he's got legit size at 6'8", and – it's an interesting thing because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So this is a, you know, potential, you know, see what you can get this year, but also, you know, moving forward, if this is a player you want to retain. And then I think if you're Washington, three second round picks for uh, a player that, you know, there was some some decent on uh, court production, like double digit points. Like if this is, it's not like somebody that wasn't playing and you're able to. Uh, instead of just losing that asset in free agency potentially and like you said, they do have a lot of forwards on that team uh, Interesting to see what they do with coups moving forward. I feel like the return of three second round picks is honestly not bad value uh, Because you know, you can always just lose the player to free agency. So Uh, Let's dig in a little bit more on Hachimura. I know you are, uh, you know, you're always digging into the tape. Obviously, you have the data at your fingertips here at Basketball Index. Uh, What are you seeing out of him as a player? And what role do you kind of foresee him being in with the Lakers?
1: Great question. So interestingly, in his four seasons in the NBA so far, he has had four different offensive roles from a a b-ball index role standpoint he's been power forward power forward power forward power forward you might just think okay that's what he does that you know that tells us kind of how tall he is in his lineup but he started out as a rolling cut big then he was used as a shot creator that's a that's a big difference and then all the way back down to being a stationary shooter and then this season prior to joining the Lakers was used as an athletic finisher so he has big man roles wing rolls, on ball roles off ball roles quite a wide disparity of how the Wizards used him season to season and part of that was he wasn't performing great in some of these roles and they're trying to figure out what worked some of it is you know they threw him into a shot creator role we need this ninth pick in the draft to live up to that we want to give him that opportunity that didn't work out the best uh and part of it you know on his end with a poor performance probably has to do with the lack of consistency lack of knowing, like. What is expected of me? What can I be focusing my time on? If you are, you know, focusing more effort in or not more effort, but more time working on drills that help push you towards like one specific job and then your job is completely changed up and all of a sudden it's like, no, 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 you're not over here working with the big guys anymore. Go work out with the wings. That's that could be, you know, that could be difficult to navigate through. I've done that as a player needing to go from a big to a guard, uh, When I, you know, I was taller earlier on and then not as tall later (laughs) on. Uh, So that that could be challenging. But for the Lakers, his role is going to be very defined. They need him offensively to be an off-ball spacing threat that will be able to, you know, cut and, you know, mix it up on the boards a little bit here and there. But if he can be a good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter when he's open and be willing to just let him fly, and then when he's attacking a closeout, be able to like attack the closeout, get to the rim or, you know, get to a, a comfortable spot for a mid-range, mid-range pull-up. That's what they expect of him. We've seen that already in his first game. And that mid-range pull-up ability is a strength of his and is a differentiating skill set between him and many others on this roster. So it it helps the Lakers, a late clock, if the play breaks down and there's six seconds left on the clock, he's able to make something happen in a way that others on this roster outside of LeBron, E.D., Russ... Are able to do so. That's beneficial on that end. And then defensively, same story. He's had four roles in four years: Uh, mobile big, then wing stopper, then a helper, and then this season prior to being on on the Lakers as a low activity guy, kind of hiding. And it's not frequent you see someone go from like a wing stopper to low activity in two seasons. He's played again here: big man roles, guard, uh, wing roles, on ball roles, off ball roles, and. I see him fitting in as a wing stopper type, and then on in many games when there isn't really a scoring wing, you'll be more of a helper. But if you take a look at his impact data, not a great picture, not not all that good. But if you pick out his offensive impact, the season he was a stationary shooter, which is what I think he'll be for the Lakers, and you pick out his defensive impact, the year he was a wing stopper, we now have. One end of the court that he's able to focus more energy and effort on defense and then offensively in a lower scope role but should get high shot quality. Those two roles match together well. It's not like his one season he was a shot creator and wing stopper. That's a ton of burden on a player from an energy bar sp- standpoint. So if you take the impact he had as a stationary shooter on offense, take the impact he had as a wing stopper on defense a couple of seasons ago, throw them together. He was just as impactful as Lonnie Walker was last season. I'm sorry, uh, Malik Monk was last season for the Lakers. And about as impactful as Russell Westbrook has been this season for the Lakers. So if you cut out the fat in his game and put him into a role that makes sense for his strengths, which just so happens to be what the Lakers need from him, he actually makes sense a decent bit as a player. And And we've seen that through one game so far. So,
0: Hachimura, just kind of recapping that, a wing stopper on defense, and then one of the things he brings to the table is some extra creation, you know, attacking closeouts, having that mid-range game, because I did kind of skim through the data, and the mid-range numbers were the things that I was drawn to a little bit, it looked like it was, you know, more of his offensive strength lied there. Um, there has been a lot of conversation about, so this happens all the time, where A player gets traded to a better situation, uh, right? Obviously playing with LeBron and playing off AD. And there are assumptions that things will improve, right? And I think that's, you know, that's logical. We understand that. We've seen people play with LeBron and play better, obviously. But we can quantify things better, especially here at Basketball Index, better than ever before. So from a uh, shot quality standpoint, I saw people talk about that. And then I saw people slice and dice up his three point numbers in a number of different ways. Because I think if you're a Lakers fan, you know this team has been starved for three point shooting the entire year. Um, what are you seeing uh, from from maybe what he had to where he's going with the Lakers from a shot quality standpoint, and then how that could affect? Um, you know, three-pointers, the shot-making, maybe location on the court. Uh, are there any strengths or weaknesses that that kind of jumped out to you
1: there? Great question. And this is something that, to your point, I've seen a lot of people break down different ways. I've seen, oh, he's a 36.4, 36.5 catch, career catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. That sounds pretty good. when you break it down season by season, he last year shot 47% on catch-and-shoot threes, And had an A-minus shot-making grade. And the other three seasons of his career, he shot 30%, 33%, and 33% on catch-and-shoot threes. So he had one really good year, three not-so-good years. Three of these four seasons, he has had A or A-minus three-point shot quality. It's not like he is coming from an awful quality situation and is suddenly going to, oh, now that he's with the Lakers, he'll get real shots and he'll get good shots. That's not what I'm seeing. Uh, or at least that's not what most of his careers looked like. Now this season, his shot quality has been a bit lower. It it is like a C plus. So that should go up. But if we look at like prior year, Rui Hachimura, he would rank like first, fourth, and fourth among his three seasons on this current Lakers roster among guards and wings when you look at three point shot quality. So there's some reality to that, but it's not maybe to the extent that people talk about. Another way to look at this is. How many attempts is he getting up per game? 1.7 his first year, then 2.4, then 2.7, then 2.9. So it's trending in the right direction. He's now at the point where he's attempting about as many threes a game as Troy Brown Jr. is, who he'll be competing with minutes for. Max Christie is, who he'll be competing with minutes for. So there's not a huge step up or step down in that regard. Now, if you just look at the percentage of his shot diet that come from threes, it looks pretty low. And for some players, that's because they like take like one three a game or half a three a game which has no real value there's no gravity there you're you know if you're making a three every four or five games that doesn't really mean a whole lot but the reason it's solo for Rui is because he does get to the rim a bit and he is shooting a good bit from mid-range and I expect him you know when we look at two key players that have came to the Lakers the past two seasons and how their shot quality has improved we had Malik Monk last year who went from like F's for his quality in different areas to then getting A's. And it's like, okay, he's getting more open shots. That's how his, his quality increased. Lonnie Walker this season, he had high shot quality in San Antonio. He still has high shot quality in LA. There's, there hasn't been a big difference there. But his shot diet has changed. So he's taking fewer mid-range shots. He's getting more catch-and-shoot threes. And he's getting to the rim more. And I expect Rui's shot diet to be what changes his overall shot quality when maybe the individual components of his game, you know, at the rim or from three, those those shot quality values may not move as much. So I think it needs to be a nuanced conversation, but yes, indeed, there are ways in which his context will improve. And I think his three-point shooting is a a big key swing skill for him. If he's shooting, you know, he had D and F shot making grades on catch and shoot threes for three of his four seasons. If he shoots like that, he's a much different player than if he gets... An A minus three point uh, catch and shoot shot making grade this season from the from moving now moving forward, and uh, if he could shoot like that, he's well worth the three uh, second round picks. If he doesn't, then it's a little bit trickier and it's it's harder to play him as well.
0: All right, well, I feel like that's a great sort of uh, you know just summing up the trade. Um, thanks for the scouting report, Tim. The data um, valuable as always. I think ultimately this trade is, uh, it just seems solid for both teams where it's like, I, I totally understand what the Lakers are doing. They needed to add size. They did it. Um, I understand what the Wizards are doing, collecting a little bit of value that, you know, you can just draft players or, you know, package that and maybe a trade later. So interesting trade. i excited about it. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Tim. I think this will wrap up the episode. I'm Tim. That's Taylor. And we'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm Taylor and that's Tim. <laughs> and we'll see you on the next episode of the basketball index podcast.